Hello. Hi. What would you like to have a conversation about? I'd like to have a conversation about Ex Machina. Hello. I am Professor Robert E.G. Black. Welcome to Minutia Ex Machina. Maybe I said that in the intro. I don't remember. Put the intro together a while ago. And then there's been a delay in recording. Part of that delay came from the fact that, as I'll explain in a moment, this show and two other shows are interconnected. And for the first episode of the second of those three shows, I got a really good guest. And so I was trying to get a good guest for this one. Getting a hold of Alex Garland, for example, though, is not easy. Then you got Oscar Isaac and Donald Gleason. It's not easy. So I figured I'd take this opportunity in this first episode by myself to talk about the show in general. Because all we get in minute one is the Universal logo, the DNA logo. Universal Pictures International presents, in association with Film 4, a DNA Films production, Ex Machina. And then we cut to the former Bloomberg office at 50 Finsbury Square in London, England. Designed by Foster and Partners, completed in 2000. Bloomberg has since moved, including the aquarium we see in the background, to a brand new building in London. And 50 Finsbury Square was approved for comprehensive refurbishment in June 2020. So I don't know if it looks like this anymore. We get a lot of layers of glass, vague sense of a lot of activity, people moving around. There's a black woman at a computer that might be Deborah Rosen as office manager or Caitlin Morton as office worker. I am not sure. The layers of glass is a thing we'll see a lot in this movie. The treatment of Nathan's house as a sort of aquarium, but we'll get to that when we get to that. We don't even get Donald Gleason yet in this minute. Well, that's not actually true. You don't think you see Donald Gleason yet, but based on where he is next minute, he is in the shot, but he's got his back to us, and he's off in the distance, split by the lines in the glass and the door handles, just right in the center of the screen, and you can't tell it's him. It might not even be him. It might be a stand-in. That's all that's in this minute. No plot. Nothing of the sort. So, I thought I'd go with two other things. One, an excerpt from... This is day 841 of the Groundhog Day Project, my movie blog. This entry would be dated 20th November 2015. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just a part about this beginning, because i got to tell you some stuff that's going in my head when I talk about this film. Quote, Let us start from the beginning, the briefest of introductory scenes before Caleb is off to Nathan's home slash lab. We know nothing of Caleb here. He is a cipher. This scene, perhaps just as much a ruse, level two, as the contest was, level one, within the film. Caleb is supposed to believe that he is an employee of Nathan's who has won a contest. Sure, he'll figure out the contest was a lie eventually, but what matters is that there is some reason for him to be there. But this scene serves no particular purpose as far as the film goes. Sure. Maybe you can make an argument about how the opening scene and the closing scene relate to one another. The opening scene has Caleb at a computer, indoors, isolated from the world as a programmer would be, while the closing scene has Ava outdoors near crowds of people. But neither one serves much purpose in relation to the plot. And they barely matter to the story. Now, arguably, the final scene is important for its philosophical references. That is, as Nathan has told Ava about Mary in the black and white room, which is a pasted-over version of Plato's allegory of the cave. 
The latter involves shadows as one's reference to reality. Simplified version in case you don't know it. Guy lives in a cave, tied so that he cannot move. He faces shadows on a wall protected by light and figures behind him. His impression of the world is formed from these shadows and he has no sense of the actual world. Notably, in that final sequence we get a shot of shadows on the ground, the world inverted. Ava was a shadow of a person, but now she has become something more. Caleb, in a different sort of way, assuming he is human, for the moment, is also just a shadow of a person. He is awkward in his social interactions, he is a computer programmer, and I think we can easily imagine that he has few to no friends. He is not outgoing, not a particularly social animal. There's more, but I'll get into it more when we get to the later part of the movie where Caleb starts to think he might be AI, because that's important. My general view on the movie is it doesn't matter if he's AI, but I think the movie does suggest he might be, or that he is, rather, I'll make it definitive. I think the movie implies that he is. But I think what matters is that it doesn't matter. And I think I had a point there, but the point is it don't matter, because it's pointless having points anyway. But more importantly, I want to explain something there that you might have caught in the passing, the level one, level two stuff. This is from a few days before that 841, I forget what number this is, it's called You're Freaked Out. There's a point where the programming inherent in cinematic characters by the writer and the director and the actor, let's call this level two, conflict with the programming of the character within the story by her creator, Nathan, which we'll call level one since we're talking about the film here. And where both of those levels of programming conflict with the real life programming that a woman receives from the society around her level three. The point is I wrote a series of, this was six entries of the blog about this film, talking about three levels of programming. The programming that characters put on each other, the programming that the film puts on us, and the programming that the world puts on us. Each levels of these programming affect the way the characters interact, the way we interact with the characters, and the way we understand the characters' interactions with each other. Whoa, that's a lot. Of course, once my wife Sarah joins me occasionally on this show as a co-host, there's probably going to be a lot of talk of philosophy and other stuff anyway, and it's going to get interesting. But notably, it's going to get interesting on all three of the interconnected shows, and I should explain what those are for this minute one. Every Tuesday, you will get one minute of Ex Machina explored by me. I should say who I am. Robert E.G. Black, professor, podcaster, Husband, parent, obsessed freak. I will be your primary host. We will be looking on Tuesdays at the film Ex Machina, one minute at a time. On Wednesdays, we will be exploring Groundhog Day, which I have seen over 400 times, which I wrote about in my blog, 365 days in a row, and more. And on Thursdays, we will be looking at Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Only other thing you need to know going forward is that the shows are interconnected in that usual movies by minutes format is, well, all our shows are interconnected in that we guest on each other's shows to bring extra voices to the conversation. When I have a guest that is another movies by minutes host, they will appear on each of the shows, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, talking about the three different films. I'm sure guests will repeat. I'm sure there will be plenty of episodes where I don't have any guests. 
And as I said, there will be episodes where my wife Sarah will co-host. It's a sort of existential trilogy. Looking at movies, but also looking at life. How we are, who we are, what we are. What imperative does a gray box have to interact with another gray box? Can consciousness exist without interaction? The real test is to show you that she's a robot and then see if you still feel she has consciousness. Thank you for listening. Minosha X Machina is just one part of an existential trilogy of podcasts. Tune in every Tuesday for more X Machina, every Wednesday for the Groundhog Day Project Minute by Minute, and every Thursday for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minute. Follow the show on Twitter at xminutia or Instagram at minutia underscore x underscore machina or Facebook at minutia x machina. This has been a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find links to more at lemmingdrops.com or join the Facebook group Lemming Drops Studio Tour. And you can support all of our shows at patreon.com slash lemmingdrops.